0: Here today with Lita Soburayski. Did I
1: get
0: it that time? You got to enunciate the T. Lita. Oh, Lita <laughs> Awesome. Uh, welcome to Meet the Creatives. This is uh, super exciting. You are one of, and I'm not making this up, uh, one of the most requested guests on Meet the Creatives.
1: Oh well, it's probably because <laughs> we've been talking about doing this for like six months. <laughs> oh yeah,
0: no, I know, I know. But even even before that, though, but it's totally cool. And you've been you've been super busy. You've been traveling all over. Um, For those of you who do not know Lita, she is an independent designer and art director based in New York City, combining traditional graphic design elements with photography, art, and styling to create utterly unique visuals, and they definitely are unique. Um, Thank you. Her work is incredibly diverse, ranging from conventional identities to brilliantly bizarre compositions. As of October 2016... Lita, began a design studio with her husband and collaborator, Wade Jeffrey, in which they focused their unusual eye on projects ranging from branding, art, um, installation, to video. Um, You guys, I love your work. It's amazing. It's colorful. It's fun. It's expressive. It's like very... I, I I'm almost like at a loss of words on how to describe it, but it really inspires me and it kind of makes me feel a, a bit hacky. So, uh, I'm oh, cuir- thank you. I'm curious to know, and I definitely want to get to like the beginning of your story uh, and kind of like from the beginning, but working uh, with Wade, since we're talking about it, um, how did you guys meet? And also to um, your project, Compliments, is absolutely incredible. How did that, <laughs> how did that come to be? And lastly, so that's a great question. So how did you meet? How did it come to be? And number three, my wife is a, is a music teacher, and uh, I'm a musician and DJ as well, and we cannot collaborate. So how do you collaborate all the time and not kill each other? Because I feel like my wife and I would not be able to do that. So much, <laughs> That's a good uh, question. Yeah, much respect. So.
1: Originally, um, Wade and I met through an online dating website called OkCupid. Okay um, mm-hmm. Maybe you guys have heard of it. Yes. Uh, I feel <laughs> like most recently, everybody's been using Tinder or Bumble, but this was um, – I think before those sites even existed. So it was, I think we met in 2013. Um, I had just gotten on the website. Uh, I was with some girlfriends at a bar and they. I was done on my luck about dating and they told me I should join this website. So I made an account and uh, I put on my profile. I was very focused on meeting uh, people who did similar things to me. So I'm a graphic designer. I wanted to be with somebody that I could you know, talk talk to about my projects or about my my ideas or, you know, have, have similar interests and commonalities. So, uh, I put on my profile that I was really good at Bézier curves and, uh, (laughs) you should message me if you know who Joseph Mueller Brockman is. And, um, (laughs) I also, um, there was an, another part that said like the five things you can't live without. And I just named five different cheeses because I really like, washed rind, stinky cheese. (laughs) (laughs) So, I I mean, I I was definitely setting like a very specific profile for myself. But, uh, so Wade sent me a message, um, he, he said, I can't, I can't really uh, relate to those five things you can't live without, but I am a graphic designer and I know what this means, so how about we get together? Um, and our actual conversation online was pretty vague. <laughs> One of the first things he said was, I don't really like using this thing, <laughs> which oh, wow. was, uh, I, I appreciated the, the, truth, the truthfulness in that because I also felt really uncomfortable. I mean, that was my first time using a dating website. Right. Um, but, yeah, so we, we got together. We went on a date. We went to the Counting Room, which is uh, a bar in Williamsburg. Yeah, and so on our, our first date, um, we met. And for the first two hours, we hadn't even ordered a drink. We were just talking. and oh, wow. Uh, we were just so engrossed in our conversation that we completely forgot we were at a bar. Um, and, uh, yeah, we ended up spending the whole evening together. And it was... Amazing, and I was also so surprised that people like this could even exist, especially in New York, right. um, because I found my dating experience in New York prior to this had been pretty awful. <laughs> yeah,
0: I can imagine. Yeah, I, I got I got kind of lucky. I kind of had to, like I met my wife like early on, uh but I I would imagine like that that's got to be kind of especially if you kind of have these, um, you know, like you like cheese and like design and all these kind of abstract things. It's got to be kind of difficult to kind of just like find that so I think that's where like online dating is awesome so
1: so when Wade and I both met each other uh I had just started working this was like literally the week after I went freelance after I um so I had previously been working in motion graphics and I realized I was really fed up with it I wasn't very I didn't feel like it was an honest fit for me career-wise I didn't feel stimulated making style frames for animations or um I don't know some of the studios that I had worked in uh they were large and you needed really large clients to fund large companies right. so you know doing jobs for gigantic banks or toothbrush companies is exciting mm-hmm. for for some some types of people but for me I felt like uh it, it wasn't stimulating enough and I could never really get a voice that I had Uh, to to come out in in what I was producing. And, uh, yeah, so so taking a step back and sort of realigning, I mean, I had gone to school for graphic design, and that was what I felt, you know, truest to and most passionate about. Mm -hmm. And I wasn't, like, (laughs) at some of my motion graphic jobs, I was known as the typography girl. So I would do the typesetting on, you know, a very... (laughs) untype heavy, uh, animation. And that just, that I don't think that I was really exercising my abilities in the best way possible. So, uh, pulling myself out of that and going freelance and sort of, you know, not having any guarantee of what type of work I would get was scary, but also the best decision possible. I mean, I, I, Previously, I had a portfolio that was completely filled with motion graphics work, and I just took everything off of my site and started new with personal projects. Right. So I was at the very beginning of that, so I felt very very vulnerable, very insecure, uh, but also very like bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, because I had been working in motion graphics, I think, for maybe three years. I graduated in 2010, and right. I guess 20, 2013 was when I started doing my own thing. I think that when you start working for yourself, or you decide to take this position in uh, the realm of freelancing, you really acquire this fight or flight sort of feeling, where you know you have this newfound motivation that you may have not had before, in which you know that you need to make money for yourself, mm-hmm. um, and you know you you can do it in uh, ways that are creatively stimulating or not. I mean, that's entirely your decision as a freelancer. It's like right. this is this is. Your opportunity to make those choices for yourself, and you know, sometimes you do have to take on projects that are going to help you pay your rent for a couple of months. That's fine. Yeah. Um, the most important thing is to just produce. This is finally, you know, it's kind of like that time that you had in school where you were given a project or an assignment, and you were you were you had to make your own interpretation, and you know, you had to fulfill a brief given to you by your professor. But uh, you were not tied down to the medium or to um, the contents. And I, I think that this, this is kind of the perfect time for you to do the same thing where you're able to uh, delve back into this you know, unknown territory, uh, this unknown creative territory and see what you can pull out of it. So producing, um, even you know cheaply, it's like I, I got a cheap light setup and a camera, and so I just started, Making yeah. all of this photography work that I didn't know how to do, but I wanted to figure out how to do in my living room, yeah. um, and working it up from there. Like the first things I did were awful, and they're still tra- trailing around on the internet. Uh, people and were, like people- reposting
0: them, like she's coming on the podcast. Here's the work. So
1: embarrassed about it. Like there's this one orange image that I did that's entirely out of focus, uh, and I cut the orange the, the wrong way. Like I, one of the first things I did was painting fruit, just because fruit was extremely cheap, and I lived close to an art supply store, so I just got a can of spray paint, and I had some brushes and some paint, and mm. i paint this fruit. And uh, But the first orange image I did, I cut it the wrong way, and had a really shallow depth of field. Um, but I added it to this Tumblr website that I made called Addends, yeah. and um, a couple months later, this band called Django Django reached out to me, and they wanted to buy the rights to the image, to use for their album cover. And I was like, let me make you a new one. Yeah. <laughs> I've gotten a lot better since I made that. That's so funny. <laughs> so, thankfully the one that they use now is a much more refined version.
0: <laughs> yeah, because I'm there right now. Like, I'm getting really back into photography and kind of just like learning to go it alone and like getting all these different lenses. And they're not like expensive, but I'm just kind of doing it all on a budget and experimenting. I feel like like your, your work, and tell me if I'm wrong, it's just an assumption. But, like, design, like, you know, they say, like, design is a state of play. And I feel like a lot of your work is kind of, like, from that place of just, like, experimenting and testing. Like, is this too weird? Is this, like, like how do you you go about, like, coming up with these ideas? Because a lot of it's kind of, like, very out there. Are they, you kind of just, like, have an idea and run with it? Like, what's that process like?
1: Yeah, I like to think of it more as experimentation than play. I mean, granted, it is, like, delving into a, a youthful uh place in your mind but right. uh the i don't I mean the ideas i think a lot of them are prompted just by useful materials that we have laying around in the studio or uh a lot of the things that we've been doing the past couple of years are not expensive i mean we just we i used to feel really paralyzed by budgetary restraints like when i was working at uh studios when i was still in motion graphics, like. I felt like I needed to restrict my idea to what I knew was available around me when that's not always the case. Our ideas come from a place of, you know, wanting to make a marriage of something obscure, but something uh, either relatable or uh, something that brings you to an emotional place. Like, I, I think that no matter what, we want the work that are, that we make to have this this emotional reaction, whether, you know, somebody thinks it's funny or stupid or, or disgusting. I mean it, it doesn't it doesn't have to be any of those it could be something else but uh, even with compliments like that was the biggest our biggest satisfaction from that project was getting people to react to the images that they saw um, whether you know people felt love or they felt anger <laughs> hopefully not anger <laughs> to get to get people other people, you know, viewers to write to us and say, this project, you know, it gave me like hope for, you know, love in the world or, uh, this couple's fucking weird. <laughs> Check it out. <laughs> uh, uh, it, it that's, that's what we strive for. That's what feels like the biggest success for us is getting other people to engage and react and emotionally respond.
0: Yeah. For sure. Cause I, th- I think that that's what's so great about your work is it kind of creates like an emotion and when I first saw it like it's weird because when I first saw it I was a little bit like whoa like this is kind of like weird and unlike, unlike anything I've ever seen <laughs> before but it creates a reaction and I think that's like what like really great art is and like now now that I kind of like know what it looks like to see like the new evolutions of it that's like really kind of cool to see. How did you know, like that that, that was like the aesthetic, like that you wanted to like keep going with that kind of thing? Like, how did you know that like weird was what you wanted to do? Because some of it's like really kind of out there. I, <laughs> <know
1: that. Thanks. laughs> I think that some of my aesthetic uh, was acquired from uh, my first job and my first internship. Like, I interned for this studio called Hunter Gatherer, which mm-hmm. is based in Brooklyn. It's founded by Todd St. John, um, and I worked with him when I was maybe 19 and 20. And then when I graduated, uh, he was my, hunter-gatherer was my first job. Um, And I was there for about two years, I think. And it was uh, a studio that built all of their props by hand. Like we had a wood shop in the studio. It was tiny. It was just Todd and me and some freelancers and uh, a producer. And, uh, but every, everything, you know, like color, the color was always really bright. Uh, The, um, we worked with really solid shapes and uh, there was a, a real appreciation for like art history. Like we we were always um, referencing you know, art history or design history. Yeah. Um, that's so important. And, yeah. And I, I feel like even though I think the things that I'm making now are, you know, have, have definitely migrated from that. Uh, I think that working with Todd and working at Hunter Gatherer was definitely um, what sort of like set, this idea in motion of, you know, having, because he has such a distinct style and I really loved it and I look up to him a lot. Yeah. Uh, that, that sort of inspired me too. It's like I, you know, I, I understand his thinking. I love the way that he was able to create these, you know, sort of like off-kilter ideas that made so much sense. Yeah. Um, and so that inspired me to try to think in a similar way.
0: That's awesome. When did you first know that you wanted to be, Um, like, like work in the creative field.
1: I guess when we got the internet, uh, I got really into anime and so, I mean, originally like I'd come home from school and watch like Sailor Moon and Dragon Ball Z and Gundam. And, uh, once we got the internet in our house, which was insanely slow, I think we loaded like 1.2 kilobytes a second and that was on a good day. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, we, where I grew up was pretty remote, um, you know, you can't see your neighbors from the street. Uh, I think the population is maybe like one or 2,000 people. And oh. uh, I graduated with a class of 18. This was kindergarten through uh, high school, or kindergarten through 12th grade as well. Right. Uh, but so <laughs> got the internet as slow as it was. I was able to discover new anime shows, um, got really obsessed with it. And uh, for my 12th birthday, I asked my parents for Photoshop because I had been drawing anime characters and I wanted to scan them in and color them and post them online. I started a Deviant Art account, uh, which <laughs> <laughs> I'm so bummed. I, I think I became really embarrassed before uh, going to college and I deleted everything from there. Uh, oh. So I don't really have any proof of my... I don't think I really had fantastic drawing abilities, but...
0: Yeah. <laughs> I've lost some, all some evidence of that time. Yeah, yeah. That's so funny. <laughs> yeah, yeah.
1: <laughs> but so uh, I think it kind of branched out, started from there. And then as I as I got to middle school and high school, um, I did architectural drawing classes. Uh, I got really into um, desktop publishing, I think the class was called. And uh, I ended up having some independent study classes uh, based on um, page layout. Uh, we also published our own yearbook in-house, and so I took that on as my my role for the year, my senior year,
0: <laughs> you're which was all the yearbook so girl holding it down. I love yeah. That.
1: <laughs> but we did everything in quark. By the time I was in like eleventh or twelfth grade, I knew that I felt like graphic design was kind of my thing. I didn't understand the possibilities of what it could entail during that time, but I knew that that was where I think I was going to feel most creatively stimulated because neither of my parents are uh, I mean, I mean, my my mom is a linguist. She works in languages. Uh, she's brilliant in her own. Isn't my dad uh, just retired? But he's from Poland, and he tells me stories of
0: is that where when your last he lived
1: name there. Is from? Yeah. <laughs> the co- yeah, yeah, <laughs> you're like, like clearly Rob. I'm yeah, saying? yeah, What are you Colombo.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Uh, but
1: he was he was a photographer when he was in Warsaw. He was also a fashion designer. So he claims that my creative abilities come from him. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> so I, I think that he was pretty psyched, but didn't know what graphic design was. I mean, both of my parents were, you know, extremely encouraging and continue to be. And there, I'm also an only child. So I guess <laughs> all of the focuses on me can be a, a little bit stressful at times. But right. I think I've proven to them that. I can make a living and pay yeah. pay for my
0: 85,000 <laughs> 85, followers on Instagram, dad. Leave me alone. I'm no, just kidding. That's so awesome. Oh, my God. Part of, like, finding your way in uh, the creative field is, like, kind of experiencing, you know, failure, like, and and kind of hardships. Um, I know you were talking before about the tough questions. So here we go. Um <laughs> So is there anything in your... Bring journey? it on. Yeah, here we go. Let's do it. We're getting into the tough questions. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, I, I have to come up with tough questions now. No, I'm just kidding. Um, but yeah, so faili- <laughs> failure is a getting part... Getting sweating. Yes, failure is a part that's like <laughs> necessary for growth. And I just talked about it recently on a podcast that I did where I talked about how you know my failures have made me who I am today. Uh, but when you're going through them, they suck. And especially the first times that you go through them, it's really kind of hard. I like to think of it as like kind of like, like getting your heart broken for the first time. That's kind of like what it feels like the first time that you like really fail professionally. So is there anything mm. in your journey uh, that you had that was like a really embarrassing story that can make somebody else feel better about their embarrassing story? What's like the worst you've ever fucked up?
1: <laughs> uh, huh.
0: It doesn't have to be like a, a train wreck, but like what's something that like, you know, like didn't work out like you wanted to or something like that?
1: So one thing I always wondered, this is this is like getting to the other story. Uh I always thought that so I went to Purchase College, which is a a state school, a New York state school, yeah. um, which is a hell of a lot cheaper than all the other art schools out there. <laughs> <Same> <laughs> but uh <laughs> I yeah, I graduated debt free. But at the time I didn't know about these massive schools like RISD or SBA or Parsons or um Cal arts and i I thought like I don't know, I was looking people up on the internet and saw that they were all going to you know graduating from these universities and having these amazing jobs and I was like, or you know having amazing uh professors who were practicing in right. the field and oh, had, you know no, grant, granted like jobs right away and so uh I thought like, oh no, I mean I'm at such a disadvantage because of this but um, it did work out in the end. I mean, I much prefer going to a school like that, I think, than going to one of those uh, other spots, you know, for the debt reason. And right. also just, I don't know, it's less of a traditional
0: yeah, for sure. story, hey, you're, you're, I think. You're telling I mean, me, I, I went to Ramapo College. No one even knows, where, unless you live in New Jersey, you don't even know where that is. So I, I had, like, the exact same kind of thing. And I also <laughs> went to community college, and they were like, don't say oh, don't say community college. I was like, why?
1: No. Well, yeah, people used to call purchase poor choice, which I, I think, yeah, because it, cause it was like, you know, quote, I don't think it was a poor school by any means, but it was, it was heavily discounted because my mom works for SUNY as well. So my tuition was even cheaper, but I met some amazing people, um, even though my professors didn't really set me up with a job or a career out of after I graduated anyway. That was fine, but I decided that motion graphics was the thing for me. I had a small group of friends and we were all focusing on the same thing. We kind of had our own little internal incubator at school, which right. I loved you know, so being cool. a part of this. <laughs> and we, we like we had one professor who was really down to sort of sponsor us in the way that we ma- we made some of our own classes and did some uh, just sort of internal like self-study. Um, but so after graduating, that's kind of why I thought I wanted to be in motion graphics because I had such a good time working with these guys, and I wanted to learn more. Right. Um, and so working at Hunter Gather it was amazing. I was so psyched to be there, but I realized I needed to have a little more experience. You know, I wanted to see what it was like to work at a smaller or a larger company. Right. Um, so from there, I went to this uh, company called MPC, Moving Picture Company, and they do a lot of VFX, more <laughs> than I was really expecting. Yeah. Um, they were o- trying o- to build a kind of thing. Yeah. Oh yeah, and they were. I so I got a job offer from there. They were trying to build a design team, and uh, I thought that sounded really alluring because I'd be, uh, you know, I would help contribute to the start of this team. And uh, so I signed on and I know the first day that I got there, um, I sat down with my team and I looked at what was happening around me and I was just like, oh, fuck, (laughs) this was the wrong decision. (laughs) Some of the people I worked with there were wonderful, but I was so unstimulated by the work um, and I, I got kind of depressed. I, you know, I just didn't feel I, you know, making a decision and then immediately regretting it and know that. I didn't want to quit immediately because I felt like this was at a time where I was still concerned about a resume, which right. um, another word of advice for people listening, you do not need a resume. A portfolio is so much more important. Never write a cover letter. All of that stuff is
0: I you know, totally a waste agree. Of time. I was just thinking that the other day.
1: <laughs> yeah, so well, I mean, that in general I think is so obsolete, especially when you're, you know, applying for a creative job. I wanna see you want to showcase what you're capable of, and not just you know where you worked and what your uh, I don't know what you, what your skills involve, like that you know right. I don't know CS six, <laughs> but right, not right. <laughs> Creative Cloud, yeah, what, whatever. I, I mean, I don't I don't think those things are super important, but uh, yeah. So so MPC made me pretty upset. Uh, I didn't really have a good time there. Um I lasted I think about eight months and then I went to another studio called Brand New School, mm-hmm. um, which is also a motion graphics studio based in Soho, I think. And uh they also Were you, know, you applying a, the whole time
0: try- for the eight for the eight months? Were you trying to I think we're far enough away from it now that we could maybe talk about it, but were you like that whole time? <laughs> like what how long from like from when you knew like, oh no, I fucked up. Like what when on un- when within that eight months was that and then how long after that did you go and were you kind of like torn up about leaving again and and, day
1: one I was like oh no I fucked up
0: yeah (laughs) first
1: day on the job how I felt Uh, (laughs) and then um, yeah so for eight months I think I was taking the uh, uh, advice from my parents where I think they might have said like oh it looks bad if you you know don't stay at a job for that long oh my god that's so funny but but this is you know it's a different field altogether so uh yeah brand new school came around um their work is a little more design heavy but also still very uh very motion graphics heavy very animation heavy right. um and i just I, it was was more stimulating there but i still didn't feel like i fit in i met some wonderful people there but i was also not happy whatsoever um i also had a situation where I was working with some people that I didn't, whose opinion I didn't really respect, um, and that's... I love this, now I, we're getting I mean, really
0: real, I'm getting pumped. <laughs> <laughs> that,
1: that, that feeling also just makes you less motivated, and yeah. it makes you question, like, what is this worth, or, like, why, why am I contributing all this time to something that, you know, doesn't feel productive, or doesn't feel, you know, I don't feel like I'm gaining from this, and so that was kind of the, you know... I'd say the first, th- it was two strikes, not three, because Hunter Gatherer was amazing. <laughs> right, right. So two yeah. strikes and I'm out. <laughs>
0: yeah, that's awesome.
1: So that's, that's yeah, I think that was like, I don't know, I can't think of any real fuck-ups that I've made. Like, uh, when I, very early in my freelance career, I was freelancing at Google Creative Lab and I deleted an entire project folder.
0: <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> but,
1: but it was backed up, so, so everything was okay in the end. <laughs> oh, so, but you had to have that <laughs>
0: moment of like, I I deleted it, please.
1: I'm an idiot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I, I think these other things, those decisions, had far more em- emotional uh, baggage involved.
0: <laughs> well, I think too, it's like, I'm I'm actually like really happy you brought this up because um, I've been getting more and more people reaching out to me lately, which is incredible. But I also now more than ever feel like inclined to show people that like their problems are like relatable and that other people have done that and i feel like a lot of times like you know when we talk about like failures in the creative field it's like it may not be like a like a you know like you destroyed the entire like presentation or like you know like you overslept the first day kind of thing but i feel like also addressing like just for people that are in those situations that are in those places where they don't feel like i was in a position when i started meet the creatives um i had like just quit my job which uh, which is at, like a refurbished battery company Whoa! Yeah, talk about like talk about like a design challenge, trying to make refurbished batteries cool. That was re- really whoa. Uh, yeah, and, but I, what was it called? Just like you know, like uh, maintaining their website and like doing like direct mail, and um, it was a decent experience. I learned a lot about like um, like business hustle. You know what I mean? Like about like mailing lists and like you know like how to use Mailchimp and how to do all this different stuff. But I had that that same thing where it's like I re- I I like the people that I work with, but I didn't, I didn't really like res- like they they just they weren't like re- really listening, they weren't like really like um I didn't I, that same exact thing that you said like I didn't feel like you know why am I investing all this time and I jumped and I started like meet the creatives, but I feel like for so many people they made like I almost want this podcast to like. This is almost for those people, those people that are like stuck and are thinking about like, you know, they're working somewhere and they're like making a lot of money or maybe they're not making a lot of money, but they they feel like trapped. And I feel like if you just like sacrifice and make that jump, like it can yeah. I just it just makes me like so like sad to think that there are yeah. people that are in that position. And I feel like I, if I have I, this I, platform I need to use it to get them out of that and get their, absolutely. You know, get, their get their letter on. Leta on. <laughs> Lita. Lita. Oh my god, I'm 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 gonna get it. I'm gonna get it. Yeah.
1: No, it's fine. Yeah, no, I I think that if you're sacrificing in any way, in any, you know, bad way, it is not the place to be. And I mean, it's I don't know, even like you could be making stimulating work and be making, you know, a negligible salary, like thirty thousand dollars for like a full time (sighs) designer position. Like that is not a way to live. Or, you know, working for free entirely. It's like you need basic things in order to survive and to sustain yourself. And I I don't know. Ha- happiness is the most important thing. I mean, it yeah. might sound... You know, sometimes it's a selfish thing, but it is so extremely impo- important for your well-being and for your longevity as a,
0: a professional or as, as a creative. Yeah, 100%. And I was making like... I was in college there, making like, uh, making like twenty five or thirty an hour, which like you know, while like for not even having a degree, like that's pretty darn good. And it's like I mm. ha- I had a full time job. I could have stayed. I could have done that, but like I like I I just like made the jump. And I feel like like even right now, like shockingly, like and I think this is eventually hopefully change is that like I'm actually like really kind of like broke. Not broke like you know, not broke like a, like I can't afford to like pay my bills kind of thing. But definitely like. Not making a whole hell of a lot of money, and I I've actually never been happier, which is kind of like an interesting thing. I, mm. almost, I almost wonder like if I got like a I don't know. I feel like the finan- the finance would help, but it's definitely not everything. Because I've had times yeah, where I've, yeah. I've wait I've made stupid amounts of money working at like I can't believe how much people paid me to like work on a freelance project and like I hated mm-hmm. it. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. m- it's not money. It's like ha- like your own happiness and fulfillment. I almost kind of feel like you have to be. It's so funny because like our culture like makes it. Anytime that you're looking out for yourself first, it's like our culture is like, you're being selfish. But I feel like if (laughs) if you're not, if you're not like, if you're not putting yourself first, then like, who are you putting first? And why would you put somebody like, like, yes, be empathetic. And yes, be like, grateful for opportunities and give back and like, you know, don't be an asshole. But I think a lot of people, like, they're worried about their job or they're worried about what their parents say. Like, you know, like your mom, like, just her, just that one input of, like, her judgment, like, made you, was it just that that made you say the full eight months?
1: No, 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 no. I also, like, I was trying to evaluate the best next move. And I,
0: yeah,
1: yeah, I I was trying to be decisive uh, and strategic. I guess it was, it wasn't just all based on mom's word <laughs>
0: <laughs> no, yeah, yeah, no. Uh, for, for me. Like I, I, like originally like my parents like had such a big input, but what's
1: your, what's your deal for splitting up like the men at the top and the women, wi- or the women at the top and the men at the bottom.
0: Uh, I just wanted to have like women first. I just wanted to have like, like draw like more attention to them. Cause I had originally had it like where it was kind of like mixed and I feel like, like women are not represented enough in design. So I kind of just like put them first um for sure but yeah that was actually not i'm actually really happy that you like brought that up that that's not um and by the way the number is still not not even this is actually i'm I'm gonna clarify this while we're on while we're here on the public record uh the number of of men versus women is is still not even on meet the creatives it's uh it's like slightly more men but i but i send an equal amount so like i go in phases and i send an equal amount of invitations um, I would mm. I would eventually like to have it be like half and half and half, um, because I feel like a lot of people, Yeah, right, a lot of people in our industry, like they talk about, and I and also too, I wasn't really necessarily when I started this podcast, it was kind of just like, uh, um, I kind of just like did it, like I like wrote an email to Debbie Millman and kind of just I was like, I'm gonna start a podcast, and all of a sudden it was like real, and I didn't really have mm. like a plan, and I never had like a business before, and um. I remember speaking to Sue Matthews Hale and to um, some other like really awesome kick-ass women in the design field. And they were like, you know, like your podcast is great, but like it's kind of, there's a lot of dudes <laughs> and it's like, you need to be yeah. aware of that. And it's really, uh, I feel like a lot of times things are always kind of just immediately put into like this political box of like, Oh, that's liberal. Or, that's conservative. Or, like, but if you, when I search for guests for me, the creatives, the amount of women that are not in like top positions is, Staggering. You're almost like it's so it's so crazy, and I I send an equal amount to both, but but I really think that people just think about like oh like that's just a headline like it's friggin' true it's in- insane yeah. like all the top companies like all the biggest agencies like it's it's getting better but I still feel like it's really so that's kind of like I put women first on Meet the Creatives on the website to to kind of highlight them first and show there are these like badass women in the design field who are really doing like big things, but I really feel there needs to be far more done. So I'm going to try and get more girls to come on, but guys, <laughs> thank my, you. I don't know why I got like, like girl, I, I don't know. What, I'm, I'm not creepy. I'm married. Like, <laughs>
1: no, maybe, remember, it's, maybe we're just busier. We're harder to pin down. <laughs> it's
0: true. It's true. All these guys who are just like trying to take shortcuts being on meet the creators. No, I'm just kidding. Um, I found, like, recently in my journey that I always thought – and, like, you know, we're talking about, like, traveling – like, you're traveling now and doing all these conferences and hopefully I'm right behind you and doing all that kind of stuff. Um, but For I sure. always kind of, like – I thought that when I when I would, like, quote-unquote make it or, like, when I would, you know, like, be, quote-unquote put on, I, I thought that that would be it. Like, somebody would, like, retweet my thing and then, like, that would be success and that's how I would find, like, my audience – but I found recently that the success of Meet the Creatives and, like, people being aware of who I am uh, is not because of awards and it's not because of, like, you know, somebody retweeting me, but, like, based on the merit of the work. And it's Yeah, like, absolutely. And it doesn't – it seems – it's so funny because I thought, like – because I thought like I would just be like pleasantly surprised that like you know that I would be invited to the conference, but now I'm almost at a place where it's like I'm working so hard that like it won't come as a surprise, and I feel like that's a that's a huge thing. I know that like you work a lot, you've traveled a lot, and you've, you're doing that. Um, like what when did things start like clicking for you? When did it start like traveling, and um, did you kind of have that realization as well? Because things are really going well for me, but they're going well. This sounds conceited, but it's just like true. Like things are going well because like I'm working my ass off as like all day, all night, I'm getting like five, six hours of sleep and like right back at it all day. I have carpal tunnel in my hand from doing so many Instagram things. Like
1: that's not healthy. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I don't think that you have to like kill yourself in order to feel like you're, you know, killing it as like a creative. Yeah. Um, but I think that I don't like things started clicking once I was able to make like a solid body of work and then also starting to collaborate with Wade and starting a studio together. Cause all of this hasn't like, this has been our biggest year ever, which is amazing. This is also the first year where we've started a studio together. So, you know, it's like we're straight out of the gate doing it. Um, And I had done some international speaking in the past individually. um, But that would be like, two or three a year and this year it's been like literally every month a different place which you know it can sound really exciting and glamorous and it's super exciting maybe not the most glamorous thing but yeah.
0: uh no it sounds awesome it I want that in my life. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
1: I, I mean it definitely takes a toll on you um yeah. I feel like I've had jet lag for the entire year yeah. but uh it we like we started off this year with some really great projects and that uh just set everything in motion. So I, I, I don't really, I can't even predict what 2018 is going to bring. Um, we yes. just had two prospective projects today that we're taking on, which is super exciting. Awesome. Um, it all comes so unexpectedly, though. You can't predict any of this stuff. It mm-hmm. is just like, honestly, you have to work hard. I mean, maybe not to the point of destroying your health, but working <laughs> hard and pushing yourself and you know, sometimes making financial sacrifices as well and just not being an asshole, like being yeah. really positive and not, not not being caught up about awards and making decisions, you know, that you're going to benefit from and not feel like you're sacrificing yourself or making choices uh so that you can I don't know, put put yourself in like the eye of another person or you know, being like selfless for some something else. It's this is such a personal choice and I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, just, I think you need to take a step back and remind yourself of what you're staying true to. Like I'm never going to really want to, you know, first things first, call myself like an award winning designer. I mean, oh I don't, God, yeah, I don't care about that merit. I mean, I, I want, I want people to, you know, see the work that we're doing and think like, wow, these guys are having a lot of fun and they're hopefully genuinely good people. Yeah. And I want to talk,
0: yeah for sure that's exactly that like I feel like that's like perfect to end on because like that's how I like when I first found your work yes I thought it was weird and I thought it was kind of crazy but it was like a a representation of uh, of you and of Wade and of like of like of your innermost like beliefs and I think when it's real and when it's genuine like you can see it and that always works yeah Lita instead of (laughs) Lita you'll get it (laughs) Lita oh, 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 oh here we go I think we should try and end the podcast with me saying it properly so it's Lita, Lita Soburaisky.: Sobiraisky. Hey, you
1: did it! Yeah, I did yeah, it. Yeah. You did it. You got it.
0: Yes, dude, this is the greatest episode <laughs> of all time. Uh, Lita, oh, thank you thank so you, much pal. for doing this. This has been so much fun. I Bye. can't wait to party with you guys again. Hopefully, I'll, <laughs> hopefully I'll remember it this time. And and I have to introduce yeah. myself to Wade now. Now I feel inclined. He was very busy oh, in conversation with somebody. Yeah. So, oh,
1: cool. well, yeah, next time for sure. I mean. Yes. To be honest, I don't remember the tail end of that party either.
0: I remember saying I some remember like, random weird that. comment to you and you just being like, you literally like sent me on a lap and I was like, I probably deserved that lap. I don't even remember what I said. I forgot what it was. Wait,
1: I like told you to walk away. <laughs> it's like, it was so
0: funny because you were just like, you're drunk. Honesty was just like, go take a walk. And I was like, you got it. <laughs> <laughs> I remember like waking up, like you ever like wake up the night ne- I woke up. Really, really quick. This just so fucking funny. I woke up at Shane Griffin's house, and I, I, I had that like that moment, like that hungover moment of like, did I get through the last night? Scott free, nothing happened. I was like, <laughs> I I think it was like it was a great time. I may may have wrecked my friendship with Lita, but I don't know. It's kind <laughs>
1: um
0: anyway. All so, good.
1: All right, cool, we cool. got through it.
0: Where uh, where can people find you online? Thank you so much for doing this. Uh, but your Instagram handle is anything you have coming up. Any big projects? Now is the time.
1: Honestly, I, I can't really talk about anything yet.
0: <laughs> Ooh, fancy. <no> <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Alright, well, what what is your Instagram handle <laughs> and all that jazz? Uh, it's
1: my Instagram handle is my first name and my last name. Um, you can probably just copy and paste from the website. Yes. Uh, and you can find me at com. My website is. Think eight years old, but I'm going to be updating it soon. So you've been,
0: you've been grinding. <laughs> Stay tuned. For yes, very really
1: cool. Awesome.
0: <laughs> All right. Well, uh, thank you so much for doing this. Great thank you here.
1: so much. It was such a pleasure.
0: Thanks for checking out this episode of Meet the Creatives. If you enjoyed it, uh, make sure you add me on Instagram, Meet the Creatives NY, and let me know your thoughts. And make sure you're subscribed on iTunes. All right. Have a wonderful day. Peace.